Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. And welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Hookstra. And I'm Brooklyn Dursum. And we got a mixed bag for you today on the show. A mixed bag. We got some M&Ms and we got some peanuts. Who we got on? Well, we've got Emily McCracken. She's a photographer, but she also has another career. So this is a woman working basically two careers here. Hardworking woman, and she is awesome. So it's going to be a fun one. And we've got Francesca Dobbin, who is the executive director of United Way Grey Bruce. And I'm a little embarrassed to say, honestly, I don't know too much about United Way. I had heard of them, and I kind of knew what they did but not exactly what they did but it was really cool to uh, it's gonna be really cool to find out exactly what goes on there and how they help with the community let's get right into it boom on the show today we have emily mccracken who is a photographer in the uh, gray bruce area so welcome to the show emily hello 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 how you doing uh good today uh, we were just talking about the really nice fall colors oh, i'm gorgeous. amped about that i have a wedding tomorrow um in cambridge area okay cool. so i think it'll be pretty good yeah nice so um tell us a little bit about what you do Okay, so um, I am actually a full-time social worker. Oh, nice. Um, I started this kind of side hustle, um, I guess it would have been last April-ish, around there. I um, I was in a bad place, like mental health-wise, mm. the previous September before that. And um, my friend, my best friend Bailey, she actually just moved up to Moosonee. And she was looking for a hobby because she was working up there and she was just like going to work and then having nothing to do. So yeah. she kind of, um, she got into photography. So I was like, oh, well, I have an old Canon Revel T3 of my closet. So maybe I'll dust that off. And then it's just been kind of crazy from there. So Nice. So you're yeah. like, might as well just put this to use. And it just started yeah. like that. Yeah. Like I've always kind of been into photography. Um but I, uh, I kind of lost it for a while, and then I just put it in the back of my closet. And so, uh, when did you like first start like getting into photography? Like, when was the I've, first? I've always been probably that friend with the camera in hand. I yeah. Think, like back in high school, it was yeah. like the little digital cameras before yeah. phones were a thing. Oh my goodness! I remember all my <laughs> all my uh, friends that were were girls would always just flock towards whoever had the really nice <laughs> yeah. camera and just 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 like accidentally pose in just the right yeah. way. They're like, oh oh, you got a photo of me. Oh, Okay, I guess I'll. Yeah, what, what's yeah. it look like? But uh, no, it's great. <laughs> yeah, like the old digicams. And then um, I had actually, my mom got married in Mexico in 2016, and I was the one that did the photography for that oh, just because nice. I knew how to work. That'd be a pretty nice place to get some yeah, photos. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, it, it's kind of always been like that. But then um, once I started, I was doing hikes and I would go with my dog and I would bring um, that canon rebel t3 and yeah i would i just learned how to work it from there and then one day i was like meh i'll just try people and actually ashley and spencer were the first couple that i ever photographed oh really that's so cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is so cool okay so we keep mentioning this canon t whatever what is like what how what even is that for sure so it's just a really basic very old i think it's like a 2000 camera like it's from the 2000 oh Oh, yeah yeah like it's it's old um so it was it's like really not modern or anything like that so that's actually what i started my business with so um it was just sitting like i said just sitting in my closet i think i got it for christmas in like 
2008 something like that wow yeah yeah that's all it takes it is yeah and i think that's a like a common misconception is that you have to have the fanciest gear and you really don't like i started my business with that little canon rebel t3 and 150 dollar lens yeah what do you have now have you upgraded since then yeah so since i've had um, my business like i've just really slowly um Every time I would do something like a bigger shoot, like if I had a wedding or if I would do like a series of minis that I would make some money off of, I would instantly like reinvest that into gear. So I've just slowly like gathered like much better gear. So this year, this summer was I got a Canon 5D Mark IV, um, which really upped the game for me. But um, before that, it was just like really entry level stuff. And um, yeah, just kind of. And I buy you a lot of used stuff too. I think that's another misconception is you have to buy brand spank, but definitely not. I um <clears throat> yeah, I bought all like used stuff. So obviously so you didn't go to school for photography, you just kinda did no. a freelance on the side. Yeah, yeah. I actually a lot of this stuff I've learned is actually from YouTube. Yeah. It's crazy. I asked so many people like cause because I'm in a band, I play guitar, yeah. I'm a musician. So a lot of people tell me like, oh, I want to start playing guitar or piano or whatever. It's like, but I just can't afford lessons. Yeah. And I'm like, nowadays, you don't even really need to hire a guitar teacher. It definitely helps. Yeah. But you definitely don't. Like I was self-taught. I taught myself just through the guitar books and stuff like that that my dad had laying around. And like, yeah, if you really want to learn something, like there's so much online. Oh, it's like, I feel like um, right now, like this this age group is going to have such an advantage for stuff like that. You can literally YouTube, Google anything you want and it's at your fingertips, right? Like anytime I had a question like, Oh, I want my camera to do this. How do I do that? I would literally Google or YouTube it. Yeah. And like now that I'm getting more into it and it's becoming like more of a legitimate business, I definitely am investing in like mentorships and that kind of thing. I was actually supposed to be, on a plane on Sunday going to British Columbia oh, man. for yeah for a week retreat there for oh, photography so that's I, that'd be perfect I, oh Pender Island it, like oh so we were supposed to go whale watching we were supposed oh. to do like three sunset <laughs> cliff elopements like it's devastating but I I totally get it and I'll go when it's safe to go yeah exactly I've yeah. never been out west I want to go oh, so bad. so bad yeah so I feel bad. like it's kind of not a positive, but it is a positive because there's so much more tourism going on in Canada now. Like, yeah, people are staying in Canada, going yeah. to British Columbia, going we have out so eat, much right? here. Yeah. yeah, we do. We really do. So when you were talking about that, you said you didn't do any schooling, but did you do any classes or anything like that? Yeah. So um, I would say Instagram's like my biggest tool. So anyone on Instagram that really inspires me, especially when COVID was in full force, because photographers weren't allowed to work from obviously shut down until June 18th. So I was like, I could sit and pout during this time, or I could take this opportunity to like invest in the learning portion of it. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I really revamped like my website, that kind of stuff. And, um, and then I was, I would just go on Instagram and I'd be like, okay, I love this photographer. She has a hundred thousand followers. She probably does mentorships. And then I would just message and we would just do FaceTimes. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, everybody's just zooming each other now. Yeah, yeah. And I I did, I think I did three different ones with some bigger photographers. And I was just, it was, I learned so much from that. And it was just basically like a question and answer period, right? So. Awesome. So what's your favorite gig? Like, obviously you do a lot. Like, do you like weddings, couple shoots? Yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah, I think by far, like a landslide is engagement. Um, Yeah. 
So I always I include engagement sessions with my wedding packages just because it gives me a chance to get to know the couple before the day gets I get to see how long it takes for them to like warm up in front of the camera, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's my favorite. Uh, we get to have like the most fun. It's just me and the couple and we usually just go out to a field somewhere and crank some tunes and just kind of have a lot of fun. And um, so that would probably be my favorite. And then probably weddings and then um, newborn lifestyle. So it's like more yeah. so like um, just in the home, in the yeah. nursery, that kind of thing. Oh, it's yeah. so cute. Yeah, it is cute. It's so cute. Um, <laughs> what would you say is a big misconception people have about photographers? Um, I wrote down an answer for this because I knew what I was <laughs> It's all saying. good. Oh, okay. I remember exactly what it is. Okay. So um, I think a huge misconception, and I've really started noticing it. So photography is art. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like my whole life I've always been creative and I've tried so many different things. Like I've tried singing and I was like, okay at that. I've tried poetry. I was okay at that. I've tried drawing not good at that um but yeah so and then once I picked up a camera I was like oh okay this is what's been clawing to get out of me for this long right that's so cool yeah and I think what a misconception is is you know people it doesn't happen often and it's not out of ignorance it's just out of lack of knowledge people will message and they'll be like I really like your posing but would you be able to brighten up the photo mm -hmm. and stuff like that and like kind of critiquing how I edit yeah. and just like really like standing my ground like no like that's my style that's what, like yeah. um so I think that's a misconception because I think that in Grey Bruce, we do have so many photographers and everybody has such a different style that you can go anywhere you want to get like you can go to any of us to get the look that you're looking for and not mm -hmm. so much uh, like critiquing our style, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it's it's really an art form, right? So and there's probably even some people out there who don't even know how much work you must put in in editing yeah. and, po and, like, and like after you do the shoot and stuff like that. Yeah, I think a lot of times people just think it's like a couple clicks of a button and then yeah. that's it. But it's it's the it's actually what goes on afterwards. That's the majority of the work. The shoot's the shortest yeah. part. Yeah. Um, you got a question, Brooklyn? So is being a full-time photographer, is that your end goal? Or do you still want to do your other job? I don't know. I, um, I just, I never thought, because at this point, I'm putting more time in um, as a photographer than my full-time job. So I, I never thought that I would get to that point. Um, I don't know where it goes. Like, I, I've went to school for seven years to do my other job. So I have um, child and youth worker diploma and a social work degree which I absolutely, like, I love it. So I, ca I can never see myself being completely separated from social work. I feel like I'll always be in it in some form or another. I would love something like part-time social work and then be able to work this business a little yeah. bit fuller, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, your full-time job must take up a, a lot of time. Yeah, so it's 35 hours and then evenings and evening and weekends. And the reason it works so well is because most of the time people want photos after work or on weekends. So yeah. it, it ends up working out, right? That's a good point. So you're basically always working. You it always got something like, going on, yeah. It feels like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a big sacrifice you kind of have to make when you're kind of starting up like a side business exactly. or anything. It's like you're going to be working basically two jobs. Until yeah, well, and like you don't, you know, you don't start, it's definitely a field where you don't start off just jacking your prices, right? Like you start yeah. off and it's a little bit lower and then once you get more experience and kind of really hone in on your craft, you can raise your prices and so once i get them to where i want i can definitely take yeah. on less but for now it's a little bit of hustle and grind for sure 
Well, so oh, sorry you go ahead <laughs> well when you're talking about prices here you don't have to don't say exactly what it is you yeah. don't have to but like is it de- uh, what's like the no how do i want to this how are your prices compared to other people around here around so, here um i think i think mine are probably a little bit higher um and and that's just and i think it's like such a personal thing right like with photographers like what you want to base it on i just base it on like what kind of stuff i invest in like I invest in trips to BC to go and yeah. learn more about my craft and, um, you know, that kind of thing. And just really depend and all my gear is expensive and I invest in like really expensive programming. And I just, I really take all of that into consideration. Um, and like, if you look at my packages on my website, you'll see that my couple prices are higher. And the reason for that is because I've invested in posing courses for couples. I've invested in that kind of stuff. So like, that's kind of my niche. Like that's where I feel like I do the best. So, um, I've invested heavy, like heavier in that, so that's why. Yeah, it's bit, yeah. I didn't even know po- like a posing course was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, what what kind of what's that like? So it's it's literally like, um, so you can go to like actual like in person ones. This one was like again by one of my favorite people on Instagram. Uh, she did. It's like it was like a twenty hour course. So it's just like twenty hours worth of videos of like her behind the scenes and like how she works with people and kind of how she just structures her business so you know like you invest in that piece of it right so yeah well that's so cool and it makes sense because i feel like i i've had uh photo shoots with my band and it's like you get like it's like the photographer knows exactly what they want like okay you do this do this do this we're gonna have this kind of formation i'm like this is like a science yeah oh for sure yeah and like i feel like every shoot you do like you just get so much more experience right like every time I take a set of photos home and look at them I'm like oh I'm gonna do that different this time I'm gonna do that different this time like simple things like take your phone keys wallet out of your pocket every yeah. session I start yeah. with that right yeah because I've had to edit it out so many times yeah, just so it's a just, big square yeah, every pin, time yeah. every time yeah. it's always the dudes too girls yeah. always like they yeah, guilty. Yeah, guilty. Yeah. I do it on stage. I'll play and like some, some friends said that they're like, just take your phone and wallet out. It bugs yeah, the crap out of me. Like, I thought my guitar was hiding yeah. it, but apparently not. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and that's just it. Like, um, so every time you do a session, it's just you get home and you're like, oh, I'll do that different. I'll do, I'll tweak yeah. that, right? So, yeah, yeah, always little tweaks. Every always, time. yeah, every time. always, right. yeah. Um, so with I know we were just talking about a little bit about this versus your other job but how many hours would you say a week is are you putting into the photography oh if i had to put a number on it i don't know if i could put a certain number on it because like it's things that you don't even think of until you actually like sit down and break it all down so like instagram like i probably spend like eight hours a week like answering dms answering emails posting making sure i comment on other people's stuff right like So, like, there's that piece of it and, like, the administrative side that you don't really account for. Like, it's so easy to be like, okay, this is how much for a session, but there's so much more that goes into that, right, that you don't technically get paid for. Um, But, like, so there's that piece of it. And then for a session, I would say, like, a one-hour session is three to four hours of work. And I try to take anywhere from five to seven a week. Okay. Yeah. You're really working. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work. Man. Yeah, I um, 
yeah, I hope next year I'm going to put some new and and I think that's like where a slippery slope is, right? When you do have a side hustle and something else I wanted to touch on is you really have to set those boundaries for yourself because like your your wellness matters too and taking yeah. care of yourself matters too. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy for it to just like completely take over your life. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's... Um, so next year I have some really different boundaries I'm going to set for myself and like how yeah. many sessions I'm going to take on for a week. And yeah. um, just so that I can do the best that like I can yeah. for people's sessions too. Right. Cause I find it's also so easy to guilt yourself oh. for like, if you don't, that you don't do a couple things and you do take some time off for yourself. Totally. It's so easy to guilt yourself and be like, I should be doing something right now. Like, well, and I think like the whole working from home thing is just added such an element to that. Right. Yes. Like, I feel I I try to think back on what life was like when I didn't have it. And I'm like, what did I do all the time? Because like I I just even if I'm watching a movie now, I'm like, man, I should be editing. I could be editing at the same time. Like, right. Like, it's just like those kind of things. But um, something I'm trying to work on, too, is not glorifying the constant busyness. Yeah. Because I think like not even just 2020, but I think culture in general right now, it's just if you're not busy, it doesn't matter. And I don't agree with that. So I I try not to glorify it. Right. And, um, I, and I tell myself like, cause I, my turnaround time for photo galleries is three to four weeks. And I tell myself like, if it's, four weeks in one day no one's gonna get hurt like yeah. it's okay if it's yeah. four, like you can take a night off like yeah. so just like being really kind to yourself too because i think the culture and like the glorified busyness is yeah. just so crazy it's, you're you're so right i 100 percent agree with everything because yeah. it's so true you see that in, in, on social media instagram just like get that grind yeah, yeah don't stop if exactly. you stop that means you don't want it hard enough it's like that's not true it's not true you need to like stop and recharge your batteries too exactly. and like it's okay like perfect example so I, I had this week off of my full-time job because of um supposed to be going to british columbia yeah but i filled i filled it like yeah. i could have just taken the week off and i was yeah. like no nah, i'll just fill it with yeah. sessions right so like doing like stuff like that and actually so like next year because i get a lot of vacation um with my other job so next year like i'm gonna be more planful about that stuff and like actually just because i'm off of that job doesn't mean that i need to grind harder at this one yeah so it's just i think it's just so important because everybody wants a side hustle now and it seems like it's yeah happening more and more yeah definitely since covid because people had all that time (laughs) to think about it exactly yeah Yeah, 100 percent. yeah so if there was like an aspiring photographer listening today and they're mm-hmm. wanting to get into it, like what sort of stuff would you tell them? Um, I think one of the biggest things and a, like a lot of people will message. I find like that's the great thing about social media is you can connect with so many people and um, lots of like aspiring phot- photographers in the area will message me. And some of the key messages I say is um, try it all and then hone in on your niche like if it if you're not happy with it don't do it right so like there's certain sessions that I don't like as much as others so I take on less of those so like kind of stuff like that really honing in on what you love and why you love it right and if you don't love it you're not going to stick with it so um that's one thing I say and then also just like staying true to like your brand so it's art remember it's art and it's your art like who cares if someone thinks it's too warm who cares if someone thinks your tones are too cool like it's it's your choice and it's your business so um that's another thing and then i also preach like you don't need the biggest and the best camera gear know your camera know what you want to achieve a certain look you're trying to get and um 
that's all you need. You don't need the biggest, fanciest, and the best. Yeah. If you have, if you love it enough, you're gonna, you exactly. know, you'll find, yeah, you'll, you'll find get there. But like, you don't need to draw twelve grand to start this business, right? Like, you yeah. can, you can go. I like I said, a lot of my stuff, my my newest camera, which is like the best quality, I paid two grand for it. It's a four thousand dollar camera. Yeah. Wow. Like, right? Like, I you can hunt for those deals, and you can buy used stuff. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, where do you get? Your um, if some if say uh, somebody wanted to start up and get a couple cameras and gets kind of on their feet with that, where can they kind of? What's a good place to kind of get supplies? For sure. So in this area, we're actually really limited for professional photography stuff. Yeah. Um, if I'm ever in a pinch and like I need something, I go to there's Photo Art in Own Sound. Okay. Um, so I'll go there. They don't keep like high end on hand though. You can order it all in. Yeah. Um, but Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, Amazon, yeah. yeah. Amazon's my go to for sure. It's got everything. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, a question we ask everybody on the show, um, I, I, I didn't put it in here. I forgot to send it That's to okay. you. But um, if you could go back in time to uh, your 16 year old self in high school, yeah. what would you tell her? Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, this one kind of rings true to me because I also have an 18 year old little sister. Yeah. So, okay. like I always preach to her, I think the biggest thing is. Uh, I really think an extra year of grade 12 should be mandatory. Um, I can't preach it enough. Like, I didn't really touch on my schooling, but I started in, so I did an extra year, and then I started in psychology, sociology, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Like, so then I dropped out of it, and I just think, like, they, they don't talk about how it's okay to do stuff like that. Like, I remember when I was like, okay, this isn't for me, this psychology, sociology, I'm dropping it they like it was like oh my gosh like are you sure that's what you want to do like you really yeah. want to drop out like you're gonna drop out of university yeah um i i don't think it's talked about enough like take your time to figure it out like do co-ops do stuff that um you're actually doing the hands-on work you know there's like what one day of take your student your kid to work day like that's all you have right yeah um so like it's okay to take your time and figure it out i think i would just tell myself like not to put so much pressure on like what's going to happen next year when yeah. you know i just think to decide at 16 what you want to do it's for insane the, right like here i am at 20 that's how i feel yeah, yeah. i bet yeah Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, are you you're grade 11 yeah yeah no clue still need to figure that out but yeah we're working on it. we're in a co-op right now it's good yeah yeah, yeah cool. and i think co-op is, like i think that should be mandatory honestly yeah. um yeah, like here I am, 27, seven years of school, and I'm like, I might quit my job to do something I learned on YouTube. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it's, True. and like, I think there's just this pressure to have it all figured out, and I don't, I don't think it's possible at that age. Yeah. Like, your brain's not developed till you're 25. Exactly. That's what I say. Like, and how are yeah. you supposed to? I know. I'm 24, man. Exactly. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's your going on. Your brain's not still, developed, exactly. Chris. I'm how still do you <laughs> I'm still just a youngin', okay? Uh, it's so true. Like, I think of decisions I made when I was 24, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Why <laughs> would you ever, right? Like, I know, yeah. And then now I'm like, it, it's fully developed, I hope. Um, but like now I think of like how different of a decision, like just within yeah. three years, right? Yeah. So it's just, and they say too that um, your brain develops more as a teenager than any other time in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a hu it's such it's, a, 
yeah, it's a big, big part of your life. And like, I, I'm, I was the same way. I put too much pressure Ugh. on myself. I took a fifth year. I guilted myself so hard oh, same, on taking same, a fifth year. Yeah. But then at the end of it, I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't have known about the college program I'm about to go to after my fifth year. I would would have never found it. I would have probably taken something I didn't like, yeah. and it would have been horrible. So I'm, I, I'm so glad I took my fifth oh, year. Oh, absolutely. And like. I, I, I don't think it's talked about enough, but I think it'll definitely be talked about now because of everything that's going on. But like, so yeah, I did the psychology, sociology. I dropped out of that. Then I went to child and youth worker, which I absolutely loved. I did that fast tracked. So I did that in two years instead of three. And then while I was working as a child and youth worker, I did my degree in two and a half years. Oh my goodness. Good job. Good for you. That's a lot of work. uh, Thank you. But yeah, so I um, like that piece of it. You can always go back to school yeah always you can always go back yeah people forget that like you go back to school if you're 38 exactly it doesn't matter yeah and i I just feel like it's not talked about enough no yeah don't put pressure you'll figure it out hopefully hopefully we'll figure it out (laughs) we'll all get it together (laughs) even me i'm still i'm still just running blind sometimes i feel like i am but it's like you know what you just got to try everything because I was, there was so like in high school, I was almost almost afraid to kind of try different things and like be bad at something. Oh, for but sure. But you have to be if you want to try anything. You could be horrible at it at first, yeah. and not the best, right? Ab- so. Absolutely, and I think too. But I think you know, like you guys talk a lot about in your podcast about Grey Bruce, but I think it's also the mentality here, right? Like you go to school, you get married, you have kids, right? Like I think there's that pressure to it too, where that's not as much in the city. No, They don't have that same kind of pressure. Like everyone in the city is kind of like a lost soul, they say, right? Like you just, (laughs) you're just doing whatever you can, like to just get by, like, but here it's like you get married, you buy the house, you do, right? You do all the things. So I think that that puts a lot of pressure on you guys specifically. Oh, yeah. And especially when you compare yourself to your friends who oh, may be like way ahead of you. Right? But everybody's different. Everybody's going to take the the time they need to get where they want. Like it's all going to be different. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Do you got any questions, Brooklyn? Any Thank more? you so much for coming in. This was very informative. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. That was well, 25 minutes. Yeah. Wow. All right. It flies by. It does here. go It's like so a time quick. machine. You walk yeah. in and then it's been half an hour, but it's felt like three <laughs> minutes. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, Emily, no for problem. coming on. No um, problem. No problem. Where can people find your uh, Instagram and your Yeah. Site so and... my Instagram is at emacraken photography. McCracken is M-C-C-R-A-C-K-E-N. And then my website's just www.emilymccracken.ca. Okay. Emily McCracken, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Do you enjoy listening to nonsense podcasts that answer life's greatest mysteries? Have you ever wondered what superpower could make you the most money or how you would fare being trapped in a groundhog day? Hosts Drew, Churn, Chris, and Grant attempt to answer these questions and more on Hypothetically, presented by Angry Bookworm Radio. Are you a photography fanatic who has some spare time to help with the youth in this area? Well, Launchpad is in need of volunteers to teach a photography class. If interested, please contact Launchpad at launchpad at yatc.ca. Okay, welcome back to the show, everybody. And on the show today, we have from United Way, Gray Bruce, Francesca Dobbin. How are you doing, Francesca? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing awesome. So tell us a little bit about what you do. 
Um, so I'm the executive director of the United Way. So I'm the staff person. The United Way, um, we have nine staff in total. And um, we cover all of Bruce and Gray counties. We are at the most basic, a registered charity. We focus on poverty reduction, improving communities, and making sure kids are able to succeed in our community. And we've been one of the lead organizations on pandemic response at a community level and have offered and um, helped coordinate uh, food responses to the pandemic, as well as, uh, you know, connecting people to resources. We're a huge fan of 211, which connects people to information about what's happening out there. So that's just us in a bit of a nutshell. How did you get into this career path? Um, I'm going to be really honest with you. Um, I was unemployed uh, back in 2004. So um, in the next two weeks, this will be my 16th anniversary with the United Way. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Um, at the time, I was looking for work. And this is every job I have ever had in one job. Um, so previous to coming to the United Way, I worked in tourism, and I actually ran the Wyrton Willie Festival. So I'm quite familiar with all things Groundhog. Oh, wow. And so that's all the special events, the information and referral side of things. I've been a child and youth worker in schools. Uh, so I understand issues. So it was really one of those jobs that I looked at. And I went, this is everything I've been working towards and building to I can do this. And and um, the board of directors hired me and said, yes, you can. And I'm still here. So I guess it's working. <laughs> so awesome. have you always been into uh, helping people through like nonprofit organizations? Like has that always been um, like a trait of yours is to help other people? Yeah, when I look back over uh, a career, I have always worked in a healthy, helping profession. I've worked for community organizations, community committees, you know, municipalities, that kind of thing, always in that community space. Um, it's it's my jam. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, one of my other favorite jobs was actually waitressing, I, you know, if it paid better, um, because I enjoy people so much. And it was always a lot of fun schlinging coffee in a cafe. Um, when we used to be able to go and have coffee in cafes. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> that was, you know, so I enjoyed, you know, I love being with people. So you said it's almost your 16th year anniversary working with the United Way. Is that correct? Yes. And what exactly do you guys do to help people in Grey Bruce, like Grey Bruce specifically? So we do a pile of different things and we work on two forks, uh, two tines of a fork. Um, we look at what the immediate issue is in front of us for somebody and then we look at the long-term issue as to why do they have that need and so we work on two fronts of, of trying to solve problems in our community so for example we have a utility assistance program where we help people who are behind in their natural gas they're behind in their electricity or they need uh, a delivery of propane oil or cordwood and we work on that and we process applications and, um, you know, we get that out to the people immediately because they're in need. But we also have bigger conversations around, well, why do they need it? And are the rules appropriate? So one of the things we worked on and it took us 10 years was a disconnection ban during winter for natural gas and electricity. So we worked at making it fair as well. So there's two fronts. We do a huge backpack program. So this year we gave out 2,800 backpacks uh, throughout the region, both to parents as well as through programs like food banks and schools and things like that. So kids had all the supplies they needed to start school that very first day 
regardless of whether school was in school or at home. Um, so those are big programs that people are known about. We also have projects like the Poverty Task Force, um, which is a, a program that we run. We have a staff person, Jill, who works on all those things. And we look at those bigger issues through that program and solve problems. So as, as we're going through this pandemic, we have 21 food banks. We have five and plus uh, meal programs. They're creating hot and frozen meals. How do we coordinate that? How do we move those things around our community? So we look at big community issues and as well as looking at individual issues and we then try and solve them and we're 100% donor fundraised as well we're not funded by the government um, other than the occasional grant here and there uh, but yeah so it's it's really a lot of fun and no day is the same as the previous day yeah sounds like a very busy job sounds like you have so much going on so obviously back in March COVID-19 kind of changed everything. So how much has it affected United Way Grey Bruce? It's affected, the pandemic has affected us um, uh, you know, and everybody across the board. There, there's no one who has not been touched by this pandemic. Um, so we as a, like I said, 100% fundraised organization, we lost a lot of our fundraising events, but our community has responded with donations. We still are concerned about that as is every charity across Canada. But at the same time, we've had that opportunity to pull together uh, all our partners in the community to respond to individual needs, you know, communicated, you know, who's got what. So a great example of that collaboration is Habitat for Humanity. Uh, they've got three restores throughout the two counties and they have trucks and they called us and said, we got trucks. If you need us, put us to work. So when Bruce Power, for example, gave hand sanitizer and you know went and bought a pile of it when we couldn't get it and said, we need to get this out to the community, we put it on Habitat trucks and got it out to food banks and food programs and, and other charities. And, and that's that coordination role. And, and we've been going hard at it since uh, early March because we, you know, we did see this kind of coming um, of making plans and looking at things like food banks are run predominantly by seniors Seniors, how do we keep them safe um, and make sure they're not exposed to any risks? Are there other ways of running a food bank? Uh, so giving out gift cards instead of food, what are those opportunities there? So it's been extremely busy. Um, we've also received um, funds from our federal government to pass along and grant out to the community to help other organizations who are responding to the pandemic. So one of the things we've paid, uh, purchased a lot of through these agencies is tablets to give people connection to the internet. If they've got internet connection and they've got a tablet, they can talk to their doctor through video conferencing. They can talk to other family members. Um, they can engage with Zoom calls and, and um, recreational things. It's not the same. Absolutely, it's not the same, but at least it was something. That's so awesome. You guys have done so much. It's really good to hear that, especially in these times. I was wondering... Go ahead. I was wondering, does your organization help everybody, like youth, adults, older people? Does it help everyone? Our organization helps everybody from um, that, that hours old baby right up to that person um, who is at the end of their, their life cycle. Um, there's no restrictions um, at all. Uh, you know, you need something, give us a shout and we'll connect you. Um, 211 is a, a phone number. It's free to call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's a United Way project um, and now is across Canada. So you can connect to other resources and other communities and 
everybody and anybody can call 211 at any time to find out from the most basic of what's going on with recycling today to that more complex of I have, you know, a family member with a disease diagnosis and I don't know where to start. And you can sit down with 211 on the phone and they'll walk you through all the programs that would be able to support that person. That's that, awesome. that is lovely, and it's such a, a nice thing that Gray Bruce has going on here and, and all over Ontario. So um, so this podcast is about youth and, and careers and um, opportunities for youth in this area. So we've been asking this question to every single guest who, uh, who comes on. And um, if you were to go back in time and be able to talk to 16, 16-year-old you, what would you say to her? Oh, 16 months. <laughs> so many things. Um, <laughs> I know. Same here. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, that's really core to my personal philosophy is I don't believe in regret. So every decision, I, you know, I like to think I made in the moment with the information I had at hand. So that's that 16-year-old self-conversation. Um is, you know, really believe in yourself. Um, You got skills, you got personality. um, It'll all come together eventually and follow your passion. Um, You know, you got to have some basics. You got to have some realistics to life. You know, you got to be able to pay the bills, keep a roof over your head, but make it your passion and, and it'll be okay. And it's, and it's okay to change your mind too. Um, I have, two ex-husbands, you're totally allowed to change your mind about those things later. So, you know, run with it. Just enjoy that moment and and run and and don't be afraid and reach out and connect to people in your community. If you see something uh, or see someone in your community that's doing something interesting, you know, go up and say, hey, this is really cool. Tell me about it. People love to talk about what they're doing. And, you know, that might be something of interest to you as a career. How did you get started? What matters? What would you tell your 16-year-old self when you were looking at starting that business? So don't be afraid. And there's no such thing as a dumb question. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I I had myself for, you know, not speaking up and asking questions because, like, that's probably a dumb question. But, yeah, there isn't any, anything. There's no such thing as a dumb question. You know, there's always so much to learn out there. And, and I think a lot of youth kind of have to go easy on themselves with that. And and they have to remember, too, they bring things to the table. Um, yes. You know, there's, there's a lot that youth can bring um, as volunteers to an organization such as ourselves, but also – the reality. Um, we've been working on um, stunt driving issues up the Bruce Peninsula. Um, we've been working with the Safe Communities Committee up there. And when we looked into who's doing the stunt driving um, through the OPP data and the charges, it's um, males ages 20 to 30. Well, how do we reach them? They're also from the GTA. How do we reach them to say, you know what? Don't do this. Um, we will keep your car for a week and fine you. And then your insurance <laughs> will go up. And this is really dumb. Yeah. Um, and it's about safety in our community and, and not dying on Highway 6 when you're coming to visit us. Mm-hmm. And how do we reach them? And then, you know, trying to understand, well, what are you listening to these days? And Spotify is where everybody's hanging out. And it's like, okay, grandma's on Facebook. Everybody else is over on Spotify. So that's where we got to be. Speaking of youth getting involved, is there any way for youth to get involved at United Way, like to help out? 
Yeah, you can. Um, it's volunteering during COVID. You know, everything has a little asterisk to it right now. Of sure, you can, but um, <laughs> so we have volunteers that uh, you know. Tons of youth uh, build our backpacks. We also, just putting it out there, have um, a backpack student that's hired every year. So if you're interested in working with us and actually getting paid to do that, contact us in, in February as that's when we'll be posting the job. And Sarah, who's been our backpack student for the last three years, has you know is not coming back. Um, she's moved into more career focused because um, she's in her third year university. So we don't anticipate her coming back. It's a great job. It's not boring in any way shape or form it's was quite exciting this year um we put masks in the backpacks and supply chain issues and all those kinds of things um but we also are looking for uh, a youth who'd be interested in sitting on our board of directors we've had youth before um you know and now that we don't have to worry about transportation because it's always generally been uh, the child of one of our board members has come on as a high school student and that solves the transportation problem because the parent is coming as well. But we want that youth voice. We want that youth engagement. So there's definitely an opportunity for a youth who's interested in what we're doing, interested in the not-for-profit charitable sector as a whole and wishes to learn and, and have that volunteer piece on their resume. United Way is an internationally recognized brand, so it's good for the resume as well. And now that we're meeting by, by Zoom, you know what? There's no worries about transportation. There we go. Yeah. So any youth out there, there you go. Hit up United Way Gray Bruce for a, a really cool job. Um, is there anything you would like uh, the people to know? Anything else you want to say? Um, I just would like to emphasize, again, if you need something, reach out to 211, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, free to call. You know, this is what I want to know about. This is what I learned about. Um, if you want to volunteer with another not-for-profit in your area but don't know who or where, you can call 211 and say, who's working on therapeutic riding with horses? Because I love me some horses. And that's what 211 is there for. And we just want to get the word out. It's there around all things pandemic as well. So if, if parents are struggling... Um, and you want to give your parents a hand because, you know, you've heard conversation and there's concerns in a household, reach out to 211. There's a lot of help. And I want that youth voice. Um, I know the Community Foundation is doing youth vital signs again. Get involved. Tell us what's going on. Tell us when we're going in the wrong direction. Tell us when, you know, what we think this is an issue and young people should or shouldn't. Tell us because we're old and we don't know what's going on anymore. I'm you're, you guys are not you you guys aren't that old. I'm sure you know you, plenty about what's going on. Don't you worry. Um I just had another question. I know it's a little bit unrelated considering how you got this job, but um what did you do just after high school because this is another thing that we talk about about how students after high school feel the pressure to go immediately go to either like college, college university or a trade or like go and start doing something right away. Like what did you do after at the end of high school? So in full confession, um, I, I had a son in grade 13 when we had grade 13 um, and he was four months old when I started university. So, you know what? Parenthood is not a barrier to following your dreams as well. Um, and that's what I did. I went straight out of grade 13 uh, in the 80s um, into university and 
not that I believe in regret, having said that. Um, if I was doing it over again, I would do college. I wouldn't do university. Um, but I was the first person in our family to ever graduate from university. And my parents just had this real strong, you got to go to university, um, you know, get that education. But for what I wanted to do, I didn't need to be at that level of education. College would have given me everything that I needed to do to move forward. And, and you know, both my kids have gone on to do the college versus the university piece and, you know, have wonderful, um, successful lives that they're living right now. Um, so again, whether you go straight into and continuing your education, my daughter was absolutely adamant. She was going straight from high school into college. She wanted to get on with life. She wanted to get going. Um, do it. If you want to take a couple of years off and go wander and figure out what it is you want to do, try some things on, go do that as well. Um, you know, it's, it's your life. You know, by the time you hit the end of high school, you're 17. There's a lot of life still to go. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Francesca. I really, really appreciate it. That was really great. Um, I think you got a lot of great info in there. Um, so if people want to reach out and maybe email you guys or call you guys about maybe applying or volunteering, uh, where can they do that? Um, they can reach out to us. UnitedWayOfBruceGray.com is our website, and there's lots of linkages and connects there to connect with us. Uh, they can give us a call at the office, 519-376-1560. And if you forget all of that, you can call 201 and say, how do I get a hold of the United Way Bruce Gray? And they'll certainly tell you. Awesome. There you go, folks. Uh, yeah, hit them up for sure. They're a, a great organization. And thanks again, Francesca. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for your time. See you. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. You, you too. too. Thanks. And that is episode four, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how was that, Brooklyn? I really like this episode. I really like talking to Emily because I respect her so much to be able to do two careers at the same time and photography i honestly wish i was good enough to be able to take pictures at weddings that would oh my gosh that would be the dream that sounds like such a stress to be able to organize all that and have to take pictures at a wedding but you get to capture the special moments that yeah. like the, that would be worth it in the end 100 percent. and thank you so much for francesca for coming on as well she has such a an uppity personality and she you can tell she loves what she does for united way she's very optimistic and also i now i know what united way is all about i'm very happy about that i did not like not knowing about something really awesome that's in the area there you go you learn something new every day and uh make sure everybody to check out our podcasts on spotify on apple podcast and we will catch you on the next one peace thank you